welcome along to the Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio. Now, this is the Saturday Splash where we dive in to rivers, ponds and leaf piles here in southwest London and beyond. And today is no exception. We are going to be covering the different types of animals you can see around London in the summertime. And I've got some lovely, lovely guests with me. Hello, guests. Hello. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello. We've got, uh, we're keeping it in the family today, haven't we? We've got yes. auntie and niece together. Yes. So let's start with our lovely niece in the studio. Yeah. Hello, what's your name? So I'm Anna. Hi, Anna. Um, I'm in my 20s. <laughs> um, and I really love nature, but I am a bit scared of creepy crawlies. So that's something I want to overcome, I think. I, th- I think we're going to touch on your yes. creepy crawly situation a little mm. bit on, later on. So you're, you're Anna. And what do you do, Anna? Tell us a little bit about you. So I have recently started working in radio. Woo-hoo! So it's amazing to be here. <laughs> I love it. Um, I met you, Rosie, when yeah. we did a presenting course together and immediately was like, Rosie is amazing. Oh, well, oh, well, we don't just bring on guests to say how amazing Rosie is, but, you know, it is part of the course. Thanks, Anna. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just so excited to be here. I love arts and crafts in my spare time. Um, I love anything to do with presenting and broadcasting. So I'm just nerding out today. I can't wait. Excellent. We're going to hopefully be showing you a little bit of the desk, what's going on with the production side of things. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully our radio, all the systems will work this morning. It's been a bit of a funny one, but we'll we'll keep going. Um, And now you said you didn't really like creepy crawlies and bits Mm. and pieces like that. Is there any kind of animals, nature that you do really like? Yes. So when I was nine, I... I can't quite remember why. I think it was in a library book. I started to absolutely love red squirrels. Red squirrels? I think it's because I'd never seen one. And they're really sweet. I love their little ears. Um, And I brought this little book with me today that was one of my favourites when I was growing up. And it's by Axel Scheffler, who illustrated The Gruffalo. Ah. Um, If you can get a copy of it, I'd highly recommend. It's called How to Keep a Pet Squirrel. Because... Ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, you should not be keeping a squirrel as a pet nowadays. But in the early 1900s, this is a fun fact for you, people used to keep red squirrels as pets. Oh, really? And so Axel Scheffler found this little excerpt in an encyclopedia all about how to do it. And he fell in love with it because it's really entertaining. And so he illustrated it. And it's just the most lovely book. And I think the proceeds go to a squirrel charity as well. So if you can get your hands on that, it's just really funny. It's got all sorts of suggestions like building a trapeze for your pet squirrel. A squirrel trapeze. So it's brilliant. So yeah, they are probably my favourite wild animal. Have you ever seen a red squirrel? I've seen one once, and that was in the Isle of Wight, because that's where they live. Mm. Um, And I spent the whole little holiday, we went there for, I think, about... A, a few days, so not very long. I got this bird feeder and I put uh, peanuts out for them because apparently they like that. And no one came, and I was devastated. I was thinking, where are my squirrels? <laughs> and then as we drove away, I just saw in the tree one sort of scampering off Aww. as we were in the car. Um, and I was so pleased. It was right before we left. I thought I finally just seen in one. time. So yes, I have seen a glimpse of Aww, one. Oh, lovely, lovely red squirrels. Oh, yeah. thanks, Anna. No problem. I think we should get to know your auntie now. Yes, hello, yes. auntie. What's hello, your name? Yeah. My name's Auntie Elizabeth. Hi, Auntie. Elizabeth. <laughs> I think we should call you Auntie Elizabeth <laughs> yes, for the rest yes. of the yes. show. That would make known me feel happy. Auntie, auntie E.T. is the alternative. Yes. Auntie that's E.T. My I like that because mm. it makes me think like you're about to, you know 
jump on your bicycle exactly. and zoom off into yes, space. That's very much part of my identity. Okay, well, go for Auntie E.T. Tell us a little bit about you. So, apart from being Anna's auntie... Um, <laughs> I bet that takes up a lot of time. Take, yeah, <laughs> a lot of my time and um, energy, yes. <laughs> so, I work in St George's University in Tooting, so oh, cool. in the southwest London hood. Are you really nice and local to us? <laughs> yeah, well, work-wise I am, but I live in north-east London, okay. in Hackney, so, and actually I've been spending most of my time there since, since COVID started. Um, and the main thing that I always ramble on about is my dog. Your dog! My dog, Olive, who's oh, going to be hi, three Olive. next weekend. Hi, Olive. Hello, Olive, if you're listening. Hello. <laughs> and happy birthday to Olive. Happy happy birthday to Olive, What yes. kind of dog is Olive? So she's a cockapoo, Aww. little cockapoo. And although she doesn't strictly count as wildlife herself, <laughs> she has really made me appreciate the nature that we've got around us in London because obviously she gets me out in it every day. Mm. So we go to the parks and the marshes and the cemeteries and she gets me noticing all the things that I probably wouldn't have noticed on yeah. my own because course dogs have got this amazing sense of smell yeah absolutely and much much better than ours it's a good excuse to get out there seeing what's what's lurking in the bushes yeah and there's there's a lot lurking in the bushes (laughs) (laughs) now you're here today to help me both of you discuss what kind of animals and creepy crawlies and bits and pieces we might be able to see in london but as anna touched on there Mm. maybe you Mm. both are not the biggest fan of creepy crawlies well it's a it's a difficult one because well I think it's particularly the S word. Yes. Should, can I say the S yeah, word? You can. The, the spiders. Yes. yes. But I think we both feel similar that we we love them as beings. We yeah. know that they're good. We don't think they're baddies or anything. No. And we want to get on better with them, but it's just their physical form. Yes. Yep. Yes. We're and a bit we, phobic of. We both wear glasses. I think you're wearing your contacts am, today, yeah. which magnify the spiders. Oh, so you've got extra and spiderness. I think it's the way they move. Yeah the shape there's something Mm. about them we can appreciate them as beings and are sure that they're lovely Mm. but it is something that we would both like to get over but the funny thing is i don't know if anna remembers but when she was little you you didn't used to be scared of spiders Mm. society has led you to believe that they are wicked now what i really love about you both and one of the reasons i'm so excited you've come in today is you said you hands up you're not big spider fans but you are taking a step today aren't you Mm. to help you kind of appreciate spiders a bit more tell us what you're doing well we're quite nervous <laughs> um but we have booked ourselves on the friendly spider course at london zoo oh wow and we really don't know what to expect but we we've heard some amazing things so apparently <laughs> one person went on it and couldn't even say the word spider and was then able to catch one in a glass right and there is the option of an encounter we don't know if we're ready for that just yeah, yet okay, little baby um, tiny but yeah it's just tiny steps apparently there are elements of hypnotherapy okay so it should be quite interesting mm. um but really we just we're going to have this time with these spider experts who love them yeah and hopefully by the end of the day well maybe our lives will change maybe i our think they will i'm ready for a life change because i've had this i always try and set like annual goals for myself oh yeah and for mm. years i've had the goal of being able to be okay with spiders because I think it would just be so life-changing if you could mm. deal with it and maybe maybe take them out, you know, with a yeah. glass. That would be really good. Or not have to vacate a flat because there was a spider <laughs> yes. in it. Leave the country. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am so impressed. Hats Thank off you. to you both Thank for you. Challenge, like channeling your fear there. We'll talk a little bit more about what might be happening in your lovely 
Friendly Spider Program. Friendly Spider Friendly yeah. Spider Program. Yeah. And we're definitely going to be playing a bit of a game today. Are you guys up I for a game? Wait. Very much so. Not necessarily about spiders, but about things you might see in London. Mm. But I reckon we should try and get some music on. And we'll be back after this. Hello, welcome back to Riverside Radio here. You are listening to the Saturday Splash with me, Rosie, and I've got my lovely guests here. We've got Auntie and Niece Combo, um, Auntie E.T. and mm-hmm. Anna. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I love the people listening along are going to think we've actually got E.T. in the studio. <laughs> That's we fine. Have. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite happy with that as well. Now, you both um, have told us you love your nature, maybe not so keen on creeper crawlies, um, but I really need your help today because I would love to talk about some nature in London that you can particularly see in summertime Mm. that our listeners might want to get out there and spot. But I didn't want to just say the different things. And I Mm. thought, you know what, I'm going to make a game out of this. I'm so up for this. I've brought in five really random objects into the studio and I'm just going to pass them over um, and pop them there in front of you. Mm -hmm. So the objects that we've got in here are, um, we've got a mirror. Yep. Yes. We've got some light bulbs. Yeah. We've got some kitchen scales. Okay. We've got a DVD of How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. We've got a little Lego toy and something that maybe is a bit skeletony. Mm. Yeah, it's mysterious, this. So these are five random objects. Well, I say random. I mean, they're all just plucked from my home, but each of them links to a different kind of animal that you might see around London Ooh. at this time of year um, and that you might want to go out and spot. But some of them are a little bit more cryptic than others. Now, mm. I'm going to ask you to take turns to pick one of these random objects, see if you can work out what kind of animals, what kind of species it might be relating to. Some of them are really hard. Some of them... Maybe a little bit easier. Um, so, are you up for that? Absolutely. Yeah. Are you feeling competitive? Should we? Oh, um, I don't know. I think I am feeling a tiny oh. bit competitive. Well, in that case, I am as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all it needed. Okay, fantastic. Well, let's let's start with Anna, lovely okay. niece Anna here yes. in the studio today. Good luck, Anna. Not so much. <gasps> okay. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to choose as your first object? I'm going to choose this strange and mysterious skeletal object right here. I'm really glad you've chosen that because that's the one I don't fancy. It is peculiar. Could you describe it for us? Yes. So, it's at first I thought maybe it was a skeleton hand. It's made of plastic, but on closer inspection, it's got one, two, three sort of spikes coming off that look a bit like fingers. I think this might be a wing. It's sort of imagining me, imagining me, reminding me of like a pterodactyl ring, wing even. Um, there's, it's got this attachment, it's grey, yeah, I think that's the best way I can describe it. It looks like a hand, it does but look I like think a hand. it might be a wing. I love this, and I love that you said terror, pterodactyl as well. Mm. You know, do you think we're going to see many pterodactyls around well, London? Well, that's in the, the thing. I think maybe not. <laughs> I haven't seen any on my way here. No, it not recently. Anyway, <laughs> not in the last few hundred million years. Um, so, so let me make a, another guess. Yeah. Mm. Um, Why do you think it's a wing, not a hand, when it looks like a hand? Well, because it's got this little. I'm not a biologist, but I think... <laughs> you do a great job, A, a sort of disc or attachment that looks as if it would fix onto the side of a body. Right. Um, and it's got... The, the finger bits do look decidedly more wing-like. Okay. <laughs> you know what, Anna? I've got to say, even though you're not a biologist, you are nailing this. Oh, good. Yeah, you are, absolutely. So a, a type of bird that's in London... Mm, I think it looks too dramatic to be a pigeon. It's quite large. It's sort of half the size of 
maybe the size of the palm of my hand. Um, and I'm trying to think of birds I see a lot in London. Now, I'm going to stop you in your tracks there because we do think wings, yeah, birds, but yeah. this is not from a bird. <gasps> Anything else out no. there that has wings that's flying that around, you're going to kick yourself. It's flying around that's not a bird. Might see it at night time. Night time. <gasps> Could it be a bat? <laughs> yeah. It's plastic. That's from an old Halloween decoration. I see. <laughs> but I would never have guessed. Yes, absolutely. Got bat wing, and this time of year is perfect to see bats in London. In fact, the last two nights, I've got to give away my mega nerdery here. I've okay. been on a bat walk in Battersea oh, Park, wonderful. and there are in loads of bats. Park. Bats, perfect. Um, obviously, they start to come out at dark, so you want to look for kind of just after the sun sets, the next hour mm. or so, they'll be waking up. And this time of year, you see a lot of baby bats. Oh. Yes. It's their first time leaving the nests, and they're maybe looking a little bit confused. I've got to say, a couple of nights ago, I had a tiny little bat really clung close up to my window at home. Oh, wow. And I checked in with one of my bat friends, and she said, yeah, that'll That's be a baby. Friends. Oh, yeah, I've got bat friends. Um, she said that'll be a baby bat. They're they're like excited, they're inquisitive and maybe a little bit confused. So the best thing to do, you know, if you've got bats around, shutting your curtains so they don't get distracted, they don't yeah. actually fly in because then oh. you've got an issue. But it's a brilliant time of year, particularly if you've got any like areas, lakes, little ponds, yeah. okay. because that's where the insects are. So the bats oh, will be swooping course. down, grabbing hold of, uh, I've got to say, I was standing yep, in Battersea Park last night, there were bats everywhere we couldn't look for not seeing them so what flying around just flying around and do you have i know that you work at the natural history museum yeah. rosie do you have any bat facts that you know i know oh. i'm putting you a bit on the spot yeah no absolutely but I don't know very much so one of the bats that we have in london common pipistrelle bat is so so tiny it weighs the same as a two pence piece <gasps> Oh, bless it. And I've got to say, we've been actually doing, we're going to be doing a, a recording of a bat walk coming up for oh, Saturday Splash for yeah. the end of August. So if people want to hear more about bats, yes. stay tuned for that one. But well done, Anna. Can, Wait, can I ask a question about yeah, bats? Yeah, go for it. Because when you see them, and it's, it's normally like in a scary bit of a film that yeah. a load of bats will just fly out of mm -hmm. like something normally quite gothic looking. Yeah. Is that the way bats normally operate? Or might you see them more on their own? You might have them, because they often in caves, not necessarily in this country, might like live and roost together. So they might all come out as soon as it starts to get dark. They might all flock oh, out I together. But in this country, they're probably just hiding in little cracks and nooks and crannies mm. in the trees. And they'll just be coming out a couple at a time. But we did see two or three interacting last night. Wow. Um, but it was lovely. It wasn't scary in any way. Oh, yeah, good. that's really nice to hear. Good question. Thanks. OK, I think we've got time for another round. So, Auntie Ooh, E.T., oh, okay. would you like to choose yes, something? Yes, there's one I'm very attracted to. Um, so this is a little, it's a little figure made of Lego and it's got a green body and it's got sweet little front feet that are little brown front feet and it's got little back, back feet that are sort of round, look a bit more springy and it's got beautiful big Lego eyes <laughs> um, and it, lo it looks very endearing. I think the word springy there might help springy. people work out this one. Well, I think I, it's easier, easier to guess this one when you can see it, so I think yes. I've got a good go at this one. It looks pretty frog-like. It is a frog, yeah, absolutely. This is a little Lego frog I made of myself. very <laughs> sweet. I want to just bounce him around on the desk. <laughs> and those that have listened to Saturday Splash before will know that I'm absolutely mad about frogs. Oh, I am as mad oh. as a box of frogs. <laughs> I love frogs and this is a good time of year in particular to see little baby froggies Ooh. leaving the pond. 
So, you know, frogs start off as frog spawn, they become tadpoles, mm. and then they become adult frogs. So up until, you know, from spring until summer, those little tadpoles are swimming around, they're vegetarians, they're eating the plants, okay. they've got a lovely long tail. But then, as it starts to get a little bit warmer, they their tail starts to detract and they start to grow those lovely little legs mm. and they become meat eaters. They start eating tiny little invertebrates. Oh, of course. And around June and July, oh, sorry, July and August is when they start to leave the water with their lovely new legs oh. and they hop out and they start to find somewhere dry to live. And in some areas, all of the little toadlets do this on mass. Toadlets? Oh yeah. Baby toads and toadlets. <laughs> they do this on mass. So they all go together. Um, and in some areas you can see almost like a frog or toad army wow. walking and hopping from the, <laughs> from the water to dry land. <laughs> so yeah, keep your eyes out for little tiny frogs. So what sort of homes do they live in? So they'll be finding areas that are damp, maybe in like uh, log piles or rotting wood or just burrowing down underneath stone, somewhere that's still quite damp. Um, but yeah, finding somewhere a little bit drier. Oh, Well, well, well done. That. Well, this Lego figure has definitely won, won me over to frogs. <laughs> yeah. oh, Excellent. I'll be keeping an eye out. I'm winning one person at a time over with lovely froggies. <laughs> yeah. Now, we've got, a, we've got some more music coming up. Well done. You've both got one point so that's far. That's good. Fantastic. You don't want to fall out yeah. over But it. you started with the easy ones. The next <laughs> yes. ones are going to be tricky. Yeah, but we'll be back after this. Hello and welcome back to Riverside Radio, the Saturday Splash with me, Rosie. How are you all this morning? Now, I we've been playing a fantastic game here in the studio. I'm still by, joined by Auntie E.T. Hello. And Anna. Hello. And you've both been taking part in my London Mystery Animal Spotter game we thing. We have. Now, you've got four objects left on the table in front of you. They are random objects that somehow relate to an animal that you might spot in London at this time of year. So remind us, wh which objects have you got left? So, we oh. have... Sorry, Anna. <laughs> uh, so we've got a mirror, we've got a little box of light bulbs. We've got a DVD and digital kitchen scales. And what is the DVD? Which... The DVD is How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, lovely, excellent. So each of these, in one way or another, relates to an animal you might spot in London. So um, let's go for Auntie E.T. this round. Okay. What would you like to choose? Well, I'm drawn to the little box of light bulbs. Okay. So, um, I don't know, do you think we need to think about the box or just the light bulbs? I'd say focus on the light bulbs themselves. The light bulbs themselves, okay. How so could light bulbs relate to some sort of creature? Light bulbs, uh, let's think, well, they're round. Yeah. Um, they light up when they're plugged in. Yes. Uh, could, do you think that's... That's I the, the road I should be going up. down. Okay, <laughs> lighting up. So we need to think about an animal that we might find in this sort of country that would light up. Mm. And I think some people might be surprised to hear that we have this animal in this country. You is might, it? Oh. Is it a sort of fish? Not a fish. Um, See, my first thought was a cat because of their oh, eyes. Oh, with their eyes, yeah, animals oh, that have light up eyes. definitely do have those in this country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can think of something that lights up, but I don't know if it is in this country. Yeah. Fireflies. Yes. <gasps> Absolutely. We might well call them glowworms. Glow glow they're the same thing, are they? Uh, do you know what? I think so. We might have to double check <laughs> that in the break. But yeah, glowworms, fireflies, absolutely. Well done. Yeah. Did you Ooh. know we had have glowworms in this country? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, we do, and we have some in London as well. So glowworms, I should say are not worms. They're actually tiny little beetles. And at this time of year, they 
start to light up to attract a mate. So it's normally the females that make some lovely fancy colours called bioluminescence, making... Oh, that's such a great word, bioluminescence. Imagine if you could glow in the dark. Oh, I would. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) So they tend to live in, like, quite grassy, tussocky areas. And for the first part of their life, they're actually... They do look a little bit more like a worm, like a little wriggly thing. And they're living under rocks and things like that. Um, And they actually feed on snails when they're little. No way! But then they change. They they almost like a butterfly or a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Yeah. They change. They emerge as adults, and these lovely little beetles that are just around for the summer, and they're putting all of their energy into the mating. Um, so where can you find them? So it's grassy areas, and what you tend to want to do is to go out at night when the moon isn't super bright because Mm. if the moon's super bright you might not be able to see them they might not be showing up as much try not to use a torch because then you might miss them Mm. so it's about letting your eyes acclimatize to the area and you're looking out for a green a faint greeny glow um, and that will be the little females just making a tiny little um yeah tiny little light to attract the males and the particular in London places that you can spot them. Um, we have Denham Denham Lockwood, so that's out near Uxbridge, and we've also got oh. Frays Farm Meadows. So they're particular hotspots if anyone does want to go and Actually, see Actually, Denham's them. not very far from where you live, Anna. No, my you dad works in Denham. Well, so maybe get we him need to spotting go on a, the glowworms. A glowworm firefly trip. I would love to see them. So would I. It'd be really magical. I remember yeah. seeing them in Greece and it was amazing, but I didn't know we could just have them on our doorstep. No. Not well, too far I, away to I remember one of my favourite films growing up was Curious George, mm. and they have this whole firefly spotting sequence and I always thought that's so cool but I didn't know we had them here we have them here so there we go and say that wonderful word again bioluminescence there you go you got it (laughs) well done another point we're learning we're learning so much Anna I don't think I would have got that do I, I get a point? Do I get? I got a point. Yeah, oh, so I've got two course. points. You got two more points. Two points. Two one. <laughs> okay, okay, Anna, your turn. Okay, so this here, I don't know if you can hear it, is the DVD of How to Train Your Dragon, which is actually a film that I really love. I love that Um, film, yeah. And I read the books as well when I was little. My sister can't watch the film because Test Drive, I think, um, which is the piece of music that plays uh, when Hiccup, who is the Viking, (laughs) first flies Toothless the Dragon, it makes her cry. She gets all in the emotions. (laughs) It's a very emotional film. Um, But yeah, a lovely film. I was thinking, so my first thought was possibly I was thinking um, bearded dragons, like lizards, but then I thought they're not really known for being around the streets of London. Mm -hmm. Um, So we actually had a discussion, I do need to give you credit, Aunt Heaty, about things in London that could perhaps be related to this. Oh, yeah. and possibly dragonflies. Mm, that was what we thought Maybe. of. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragonfly, I think, would be a completely awesome film. Great <laughs> sequel. <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but dragonflies, you're absolutely right. Have you guys seen any dragonflies this year? Yeah, lo- loads yes, of Yes, and yeah. I always take it, <laughs> this may be a bit strange, I always take it as a sign of good luck when uh, I see a dragonfly. Uh, yeah, it's why not? It's a lovely thing. You know, you never expect to see them. And I don't quite know why it is. Maybe you could tell us, Rosie, but they have this amazing sort of shiny, yeah. mm. glittery skin that kind of 
shimmers in the sun. A bit like bioluminescence. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not obviously uh, not. They're just beautiful. They are beautiful, yeah. And it's exactly that, that colour that, that you spot, isn't it? Like darting yeah. past yeah. that makes you realise it's something special out there. So you see them particularly around wetlands, moorlands, mm. anywhere where there's water. And that's because they are really great predators. They're like aerial acrobats. They can turn in really quick, sorry, tight circles. They're super, super fast. Do you know what? The fastest dragonflies would break the speed limit in most of London. So they can get really? over 20 really? miles an hour. They can go super, super fast. It's amazing. Their eyes are amazing. They're spotting their prey all around them. Um, and yeah, they're fantastic. Um, you see them hunting mostly. And they're darting and diving in loads of different directions. Now, you see them mostly in summer, these adult ones, that, that dash of colour that flies past. And that's because it's a little bit warmer. But they are around the rest of the year as well. Oh, we just don't really? see them because they look quite different. So again, just really? like the glowworms and caterpillars and butterflies, for example, they, when they're younger, they're almost like, we call it a nymph. That's mm. almost like the oh, caterpillar stage. Little nymph. And they actually live in the water. And they are predators in the water as well. The dragonfly nymphs can catch and eat tra uh, tadpoles. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly what I was thinking, Anna. Very <laughs> conflicted. <laughs> um, so they are there. And then when they're ready, they'll molt, again, just like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, into these lovely dragonflies that we spot all around. And in fact, you can see them pretty much anywhere that there's water. And you've got dragonflies you've got something else called damselflies. Yes. yes. They look quite similar, but one way to tell them apart is when they start resting, like they find a spot and they rest there, a dragonfly will rest with its wings open and a damselfly will have the wings oh, shut. Rosie, you're so clever. I was I was just <laughs> thinking, isn't there a damselfly? I wonder what the difference is. Well, but I go. wouldn't have dared ask you because I wouldn't imagine you'd know the answer. Well, and there you are. There so. we go. Right, we've got two apiece on your points so far. Yes. I think the final round, we're going to play a song. Mm. You're both going to be fighting over one of the objects that I pick to claim a winner. Okay. We'll be back after this. Hello, welcome back to the Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio, where we are in the middle of a game talking about all sorts of animals that you can spot around London in the summer months. So we've already had, what have we had so far? We've had a bat wing, a How to Train Your Dragon DVD. So that was dragonflies and bats. Oh yes, of course. And we've had frogs and glowworms. Frogs and glowworms. And Auntie Anna, uh, sorry, Auntie E.T. and Anna, you're on two apiece so far. Yes, It's drawn. So I reckon we're going to make a speed round for this last one okay. um, I'm going to say one of these objects we've got a mirror left and we've got some kitchen scales left so again they both relate to an animal in some way or another that we would see in London this time of year um, I'm going to say one of these and you're going to buzz in you're either going to say Auntie E.T. or Anna buzz in if you think okay. you've got it okay. I've got my finger on my buzzer it's okay. all to play for right are you ready yes the final object and I should say this one's a bit of a play on words how we might get to the creature that's related okay. to this one is it is scales this is Anna <laughs> I didn't even give your auntie a chance um, there I think a fish Oh, oh, do you know what? That is really, really good. And it could equally be fish, but in this case, oh, no. it is not no. fish. Uh, but, but this is Auntie T. Yes? Is it a snake? Do you know what? Yes. <gasps> well, no! 
That's so annoying. Anna really set you up there, didn't she? That was perfect. You just took teamwork, my victory. Teamwork. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. We need a winner, and it's going yeah. to Auntie yeah. ET. Um, yeah, snakes, and not just snakes, other reptiles as well. You can see around not just London, the UK. This time of year is perfect to see them because obviously snakes love lovely warm weather where they can warm up their bodies. Now, in particular, um, areas that you can spot snakes in London is up near Regent's Park, near the canal. Oh, there are some oh. snakes along there. That's and people, yeah, people, exactly, you're going to be there later today. Yeah. People often think that they're like escaped from the zoo nearby, but they're not. They are actually snakes that are living there in the wild. And if you do want to spot any reptiles, there are other reptiles. You can see lizards in other parts of the UK. You can see slow worms, which are mm. not worms, but they are reptiles. Best time of day is kind of as it's getting warmer because when it gets too warm, they've had enough. They want to go oh. away. So in the earlier hours, as it's getting nice and warm, looking out in places along the bank if you're by water or flat areas where it might be getting nice and warm. And even if you're on a walk in like a nature reserve, I don't know if you've ever spotted almost like a bit of corrugated iron or metal yes, on the ground. Yeah. I used to really wonder, what is that? But that's there. Some people who are looking and protecting the local reptiles that are there, they put that out because the reptiles will crawl underneath. Oh. They'll get nice and warm. So there's some of those little corrugated iron oh, right. patches now are there know. to serve I, have, I have seen snake tracks when I was oh. on a walk recently in Oldborough. Oh, wow. We went for a walk in a nature reserve and they were like wiggly wiggly lines in the sort of sandy ground. Does yeah. that sound right? It, I, I mean, it could well be. We'll have to check in with our snake expert, oh, Patrick. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... I had absolutely no idea growing us up, up, up as a kid in London that we had reptiles here. I thought that was no. something, you know, for more exotic places. But, yeah, there we That's go. So and they're, cool. they're not dangerous here, though, are they? No. There, there is one species of adder that, you know, could be a little bit dangerous. But just like with most of our wildlife, you give them plenty of space, mm. never go up and touch them, admire from a distance, and you'd be mm. absolutely grand. That's reassuring. Good speed round. Well done, Auntie E.T. You have won our game this morning. We've got one no. more song, and then I want to find out a little bit more about what you're getting up to this weekend we'll be back after this, this hello welcome back to the saturday splash where we are almost out of time for this morning Aww. we've got the news coming up soon and an afternoon full of sport but i want to say a huge thank you to auntie et and anna for joining me in the studio today thank you i want to say us. a huge thank you we've had a brilliant time and learned so much so much i can't wait to tell everyone all the facts we've learned are you going to be out there spotting your toadlets and your bats and yes. absolutely <laughs> keeping a log <laughs> you've got your friendly spider program coming yes. up this afternoon so i'm really keen to hear how you get on if you are cured of your spider phobia you might have to yes. come back and tell you Rosie. i think you're gonna have to <laughs> spiders start to come out in like autumn time as well so maybe yes. we'll get you back on in autumn and you can be telling Ooh. us all about bringing our pet spiders with us I love that. <laughs> well both thank you so so much i hope you enjoy the rest of your summer and everyone here on the saturday splash we will see you next week 